Loretta Lynn was just 26 years old back in 1988. She was the mother of a young infant and was already pregnant with her second child. While her husband was working late one night, an unidentified intruder snuck into her home and claimed her life while she slept. However, nothing was found to be stolen from the house and nothing else was disturbed. So why did this scary man break into the home in the first place? Well, the answer may shock you. Loretta Lynn had grown up in Snowflake, Arizona as Loretta McRae before eventually marrying her husband. I can't seem to track down the name of her husband, so we'll just refer to him as that, her husband. The two had somewhat recently started their new lives together, then decided to settle down in Mesa, Arizona and begin their family. The two had been very busy, with Loretta's husband working late shifts to make ends meet, while Loretta seemingly stayed home with her child. It wasn't too long after their first child was born that Loretta found out she was pregnant with her second. To prepare for their new arrival, they moved into a new home on June 13th of 1988. But unfortunately, Loretta would only spend one day in their new home before her life met a very tragic end in a disturbing true crime case that Mesa crime scene detectives were itching to solve. It was the night of June 13th when Loretta's husband had to leave to begin his job working the night shift. With limited information being available regarding her husband, we don't know what job he was specifically working, but he wouldn't return home until 3 a.m. the following morning. When her husband entered the home at 3 a.m., everything was eerily quiet. The lights were all off and the home was dark as it could be. Loretta's husband quietly made his way through the home and headed towards the bedroom. As he drew nearer to the bedroom, he realized something was wrong. Loretta wasn't in bed. He turned on the light and saw that Loretta had been tangled up in the bedsheet on the floor. She was covered in defensive wounds on both her front and back side. Thankfully, no other signs of abuse were found at the crime scene, but Loretta had clearly lost her life a very short time ago as the bedsheets were stained red and the pool underneath her body was growing. Loretta's husband immediately ran to the baby's room to check on her, but thankfully she was safe and sound in her crib. Police and crime scene detectives were called to the scene immediately. When officers arrived, they were met with very little evidence. They were able to rule out Loretta's husband as a suspect, as he'd been at work the entire night. Investigators were also able to confirm that Loretta had passed away before her husband got home, clearing him of any wrongdoing in the crime. The only problem was that there was virtually no forensic evidence to go on, as nothing had been left behind at the scene of the crime, and no witnesses would have been awake during that hour. Police didn't feel like this was a targeted attack. Rather, it had all the telltale signs of a robbery gone wrong. With this in mind, they opted not to call in the help of FBI agents and take control of the case themselves. As they questioned neighbors, police learned that a series of robberies had taken place recently, and it was highly possible that Loretta's home had been next on the list. Considering her husband was driving the family's only car that evening, the driveway had been left empty, and it's possible that a burglar didn't believe anyone was home. The only problem is that police claim that the severity of Loretta's injuries and the sheer anger that her attacker appears to have unleashed made the attack seem personal. To top this off, nothing appeared to be missing from the home. 
This meant that police were left with almost no evidence to go on. That is, until they looked a bit closer at Loretta's remains. As they closely examined her body, they found that she had a small amount of skin beneath her fingernails, presumably from her attacker. They removed the skin fragments and placed them in evidence. However, at the time, they didn't have any way of properly testing them. Because of this, the skin was simply shelved until many years later. As police continued searching the crime scene and the local area for clues, they came across a palm print that had been left behind by the assailant. The print was quite small, but investigators believed that it belonged to a male suspect. They weren't sure whether the print belonged to a smaller male or a juvenile, but they felt confident that the print would lead them to their prime suspect. At this point, their suspect pool was quite small. After ruling out Loretta's husband and anyone close to the family who may have had a disagreement with them, they were almost at a dead end. But this is when one of the neighbors spoke up and mentioned a suspicious man who may have been involved. The neighbors explained that a male teen lived in the area who had an extensive criminal record. He was known to have a habit of breaking into homes, but he'd never been violent before, nor was he ever arrested for any incredibly serious crimes. His criminal record began and ended with home invasion from the sound of it. Though there was a key piece of evidence that made police believe that he may, in fact, be their suspect. They revealed that the suspect's method of entry was identical to the way that this young teen had broken into multiple homes in the past. They never revealed exactly how he entered the homes as they felt that revealing this to the public may sour their investigation. However, after a brief investigation into the young man, he was ruled out as a suspect. By this point, the only evidence police had to work with was a blue Nissan Pathfinder that was reported as suspicious, as well as a light-colored El Camino that was seen pacing the area for around a week before the crime took place. When these vehicles could no longer be located, it brought police back to the skin fragments that were found underneath Loretta's nails. When her body was taken for an autopsy, her nails were clipped and stored in an evidence bag. Once police had the technology they needed to continue the investigation, they sent the skin samples off for testing. What they learned surprised them and also confirmed that the case wouldn't be solved any day soon. While they were able to confirm that the skin samples didn't belong to anyone that Loretta personally knew, they weren't able to get any more leads in the case. The DNA profile of the suspect didn't match anyone in the police database. While this certainly wasn't the end for Loretta's investigation, it meant that police had exhausted all of their options at that time and needed to regroup before they could continue the investigation. It wouldn't be until 2015 before the case was met with any additional progress, if you could call it that. Loretta's cousin reached out to the local authorities and requested that they send a forensic sample of her DNA to Parabon Nano Labs. If you've ever watched true crime documentaries like this in the past, this name probably seems familiar to you. This is a company that specializes in genetic genealogy research. They've been able to help police crack an endless number of cold cases recently, as they have the technology to analyze DNA samples and create a family tree with those samples, even if the true suspect or perpetrator isn't in their digital forensics database. The forensic samples were sent off as requested, but unfortunately, Parabon Nanolabs wasn't able to make a genealogical survey because the sample was far too small and heavily degraded. 
this left one final option for the family. Parabon Nanolabs felt that they could successfully create a family tree for the suspect. However, they needed a much larger sample and needed a complete nail clipping. The only problem was that the investigators had only one sample left and it was attached to their final nail clipping from the crime scene. This left the family with a difficult decision to make, ship their final hope off to Parabon Nanolabs for forensic comparison, or hang on to the nail clipping in the hopes that future technology will make the process easier. To put this into perspective, you've got to keep in mind that until this point, the family had not only no idea of why this scary man broke into Loretta's home in the first place, but also had no idea of who he was or what he wanted. To say that this put the family between a rock and a hard place would be an understatement. According to a recent update in the case in May of 2022, the family did decide to go ahead and mail off their final piece of evidence in the hopes that it could solve this cold case decades later. The only problem is that for now, we don't have the results back yet. This means that without any further forensics or evidence to go on, Loretta's case may remain unsolved, at least for a little bit longer. But that's the video for today, you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, be sure to hit that like button. If you loved it, maybe consider sharing, subscribing, or clicking that blue join button below to really show your support for the channel. But my name is Ty Knotts. You guys have been lovely, and I'll catch you in the next video. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Parts.